Memphis, Tennessee, the home of rhythm and bruise. Please welcome Kevin Cerrito and his tag team partner, Dustin Five Star. It's time to talk wrestling on the radio. I am Kevin Cerrito, usually joined alongside Dustin Five Star, my tag team partner and your Grizzlies MC. He will join us later on in this hour. We have an action-packed edition of the Wrestling Hour. Dustin uh, will join us live a little bit later on. We will also uh, be having the Best Memphis Burger Fest Open Challenge the defending eating competition champion, former professional wrestler. Uh, he will be in studio here. It's going to be actually a very fun conversation uh, coming up a, l- a little bit later on as we get ready for uh, the eating com- competition. Who will he face? But Teddy Gorman, who is the the reigning champion of the eating competition at Best Memphis Burger Fest, which each and every year uh, you come out to Best Memphis Burger Fest. It's next Saturday, uh, and I'll be emceeing alongside Dustin Five Star, the eating competition. We will go live on Facebook Live and have that eating competition uh, to qualify. Uh, if you if he's got an open challenge, the champion is here with an open challenge a little bit later on. So that will be happening in this hour, plus Scott Bowden, Former manager of Jerry the King Lawler. He was at No Mercy on Sunday. He will join us uh, in this wrestling hour as well. But we're going to uh, start things off today with a WWE Hall of Famer, a Memphis wrestling legend. He is Handsome Jimbo from Mempho, the Boogie Woogie Man. Handsome Jimmy joins us right now. What's up, Handsome Jimmy? Woo, Mr. Booker Wooger, man, the handsome Jimbo from Mifo in the house, baby. Yes, sir. Hey, man, thanks for having me and Captain Joe on. Uh, we're on the road, brother, and uh, we're in the car right now. We just uh, spent hours just stop and go, and uh, we're trying to get back on uh, the interstate here with all the other truckers and uh Hey, hey, you know, Handsome Jimmy says, uh, man, you know, uh, especially at nighttime during the week, uh, we used to wrestle seven days a week, as you knew. And, uh, hey, man, there was, uh, if you see someone on that road, brother, it was either a truck driver or a wrestler, man, trying to uh, make it home, man. Right. We're, we're talking with, with Handsome Jimmy uh, Valiant, a WWE Hall of Famer. Uh, Handsome Jimmy, we wanted to add you on for a couple reasons. One reason, WWE pay-per-view last week. Do you know what the name of that pay-per-view was on last Sunday? Do you know what it is? Brother, what was it, Captain Joe? It, it, no mercy. No mercy. No mercy. It was, it was no mercy, Handsome Jimmy. Do you, do you, do you, uh, and that just made us, for some reason, think of Handsome Jimmy. So every time we referenced that, we said, no mercy, daddy. That's right, that's right. You know, uh, hey, I always started my interview out with, whoa, mercy daddy, handsome Jimbo from Mifo, brother, man, is coming to your town, baby. Yes, sir. And, uh, hey, man, this is just a thrill, man, to uh, be back and talk to all my Mifo people, you know. And, uh, hey, you know, uh, I started the word Mifo, man. In fact, uh, Jimmy Hart wrote the song, uh, uh, Son of a Gypsy, where, you know, that come rolling in the Mifo. Oh, yeah, baby, yeah. Mifo, baby, you know, 
and uh, hey, in the seventies, I got that thing hot, man. You know, and I called Memphis Mifo, and uh, all the disc jockeys was calling it Mifo, and uh, brother, you know, Lancer Dancer, uh, you know, uh, which uh, Kingfish Jerry Lala, he calls him Banana Nose, but uh, hey, he he was calling the Dave Brown. Hey, everybody was calling Memphis Mifo, man, and uh, and it stuck, it stuck, man, and it's still here today. It it all started with you. So do you do you understand? So so yeah, WWE's pay per view last week, No Mercy, and I, that made me think of of Handsome Jimmy. But there's one thing that 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 totally is all Handsome Jimmy, and it's happening next weekend. Are you aware of this, Handsome Jimmy? That there is a festival in Memphis now. It's happening at Shelby Farms Park next weekend called Mempho Fest. Yeah, you know, uh, Dustin, uh, man, he told me, you know, Dustin Starr, and uh, he told me and Captain Joe, my manager, you know, we're on our way to uh, uh, Ohio, and uh, we're going to work up for Bobby Fulton tonight, and uh, Barbarian is going to be there, and uh, oh, it's just going, who else is there, the, the camper? Who we Bobby Fulton and uh, Sean Casey and a few others. Yeah, man, hey, hey, we got our hands full, but uh, we're going to take care of business and uh, then get back to our camp. You know, uh, I got a wrestling camp in uh, Shawsville, Virginia, 26 years going on. You believe it, brother? And, uh, <laughs> you know, it's a real super thing. Me and my lovely wife, Angel, uh, we give back to all the fans, and uh, I want to invite you. And Me. of course, Dustin, everybody listening, brother, just come any Sunday, 12 to 4, be our guest. There's no charge. I got Hall of Fame Museum. And uh, just check out jimmyvaliant.weebly.com. That's jimmyvaliant.weebly, W-E-E-B-L-Y.com. There's two dots in there. And, uh, hey, brother, it's all free. And uh, please come be our guest. And uh, you'll meet Captain Joe in live, my personal manager, man, and uh, hey, well, we have a good time. Uh, that that does sound awesome. So I, I wanted to ask you a couple th- things about Mempho real fast. So you're saying it came from really from the Jimmy Hart song, but this festival next week, Mempho Festival, it's a music festival in Memphis, and and it is like and I was talking to the the founders of the festival the other day. I ran into them at an event, and I said, I was like, I'm having Handsome Jimmy on my radio show coming up. Uh, but what did you guys name this festival? What did you guys name this festival after? Like, why is it called Mempho Fest? And they said. You know what they said, Jimmy? They said, Tell me, baby. There was this guy in Memphis wrestling back in the day who used to call call Memphis Mempho. And they just thought they were just like acting like it was so bizarre that I wouldn't know what they were talking about. It's like, yes, I know I know all about it. It's handsome Jimmy. And so they 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 really named this festival after pretty much after you, handsome Jimmy. You've got a festival in Memphis now, the first one happening next weekend, uh music festival. Name came from what Handsome Jimmy or Handsome Jimbo from Mempho used to call uh, this great city. Is that, that's got to be a big, that's a big honor. You never, I never uh, thought I would see the day. I mean, that you would have a festival named after you here, but that's pretty awesome. You know, you know, uh, it, it is, and, and good luck to him. And uh, you know, God bless Memphis. You know, my son was born there in 1980. Uh, Boogie boy, uh, handsome Jimmy. <laughs> his, his real name on his birth certificate is handsome Jimmy, man. Is and, really? uh, you know, uh, yeah, he was born right there in Memphis. And and uh, you, you know, I've had so many uh, different things, uh, keys to different cities. Uh, you know, grand marshal and parades. Uh, um, even uh, on JimmyValiant.Weebly.com, if you look right now. 
um, Mike Tyson, man, he's a big fan of the Valiant Brothers. Uh, they asked him, you know, uh, WWE people, they said, uh, how did you get interested in wrestling? He said, man, I've been watching wrestling, you know, since a kid. He said, I used to watch Bruno San Martino and the Valiant Brothers, you know. So I've had so many different things, you know. Had, I've had a blessed life. God's been so good to me, you know. And, uh, yeah, yeah, hey, and I don't take nothing for granted, brother. Hey, hey, I appreciate that uh, they named that, uh, you know, uh, Memphis. Uh, you know, and, and this big uh, music thing going on next week. And uh, I wish him all the luck, man. And, uh, hey, man, you know, some some uh, one of these years, um, I'd love to uh, uh, get hooked up there, brother, man, and uh, be their uh, guest of honor or whatever they want. You know, uh, I, 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 hey, I just want to be a goodwill ambassador for, for professional wrestling because it's been so good to me, man. And, uh, you know, and I appreciate you having me on your right, show, Yes, man. absolutely. So they said, the the, found, the founder of the festival said, anytime, Handsome Jim, if you want to come into Memphis next week, they will treat you, you right, VIP access at this festival because this is really the Handsome Jimmy Fest. And uh, before I let you go, let me see if you know any of these. Uh, do you know of any of these musical artists? You tell me if you've heard of these these, these folks playing in the festival next year. Have you heard of, of Cage the Elephant? That sounds like a good uh, wrestling uh, name. Cage the Elephant, you ever heard of them? No, no, but uh, I've heard of the hanging elephant, man. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard of you know, Jason I, Isabel? Yeah, but, Isabel? No, it was Mary, the murderous uh, elephant, man. He, he, <laughs> God bless you. She went for a little a while and killed the, her trainer, and uh, they actually hung her, you know, in Tennessee what? there. And, uh, yeah, it's a gospel. It's a true story. Okay. And it's, uh, it's in my book. It's in my autobiography. My autobiography, 600 pages hardback, brother. Hey, it's called, Whoa, Messy Daddy, Welcome My World, The Jimmy Valiant Story. And uh, you can pick that up also on jimmyvalliant.weebly.com. Now, I'm not plugging nothing, man. You don't understand. No. I'm not plugging nothing. But, uh, yeah, check it out with me and Captain Joe, man. And, uh, hey, you'll see it all there on that uh, Weebly site. It's a great site, sir. All right. That's great, Hanson. Jimmy can't wait so uh but before it before we let you go like can I can we get a no mercy daddy from you you bet brother oh mercy daddy boogie woogie man in the house baby hey I want to tell my people my brothers and sisters don't you dare don't you dare miss this radio station that you're listening to right now it's the hottest station in the nation Whoa, mercy boogie woogie man handsome Jimbo from Memphis Thank you, handsome Jimmy. Love you, brother. God bless you. All right, handsome Jimmy, valiant WWE Hall of Famer. Without him, there would be no Mempho Fest. I don't know what they would be calling uh, the festival next weekend at Shopee Farms. We've got to get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna have to call handsome Jimmy off air to get him uh, set up where he can get his website, where it's just handsomejimmy.com or jimmyvaliant.com. We'd have to pay for it or bookiewookieman.com. It doesn't cost that much to get a customized URL, right? I think we can – I'll maybe, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get a deal with him. We'll get a deal with him. But he needs a little bit shorter URL. <laughs> Handsome Jimmy, though. Always uh, fun to be joined by him. Uh, for weeks, we were calling that WWE pay-per-view, no mercy daddy, uh, because of Handsome Jimmy. And now here we are. 
uh, a week away from Mempho Fest here in Memphis, uh, named after Handsome Jimmy as well. So, uh, all right. So coming up, Dustin Five Star will join us here on the program. But right now, we're going to be joined by another uh, Memphis wrestling legend, one from the 1990s. Uh, former uh, manager of Jerry the King Lawler, and he was at No Mercy this past Sunday. Mercy, Daddy. No mercy, Daddy. He was there live. He is Scott Bowden, and he joins us now. What's up, Scott? Hey, what's going on, man? Uh, I think that's the first time I've ever been called a legend. Um <laughs> And if Jerry Lawler happens to be listening to this broadcast right now, he probably cringed when when he heard you say that. <laughs> it it I, I probably should, I don't know I should have maybe added some different. I, I think I think you qualify. We've talked about this. <laughs> we've talked about this on the show uh, multiple times. I mean, you're up as far as the 1990s and and the the new stars of the 1990s in Memphis wrestling. The ones that were really Memphis. Uh, stars, you're you're up there, Scott. You really are. So, so, so you're saying I'm I'm a notch above Nate the Rat, <laughs> Mark Gu- Mark Gulling, uh, Downtown Bruno, um, Tux Newman. Those kind of guys. Is that what you're saying? I that's kind of what I'm saying. I think we put you in in the. <laughs> And the group of, I mean, you know, there's big stars that came through Memphis in the 90s, from Kurt Angle to well, you know, The Rock, but... Absolutely, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's funny, because I was, I was talking to uh, talking to Jerry Jarrett the other day, and he was telling me about how when Lawler, you know, he saw a lot of potential on Lawler, obviously, very early on, um, but he pulled him aside one time and he said, you know, kid, you got a lot, you know, you got a lot to offer, uh, and, you know, you're, you're doing great, you know. Uh, just keep it up. But one thing you've got to do, you've got to stop smiling in the ring so much. He goes, I know you're, I know you're thrilled. And I know this has been your dream to be on Memphis wrestling. And he said, but you, you can't do that. You're in an athletic contest. And years later in, in 96, when uh, the rock is, is working his way toward the WWE has flex Cavana uh, in Memphis. Uh, I was managing Lawler then. And I was responsible for helping run him out of town, which is probably the best, career move he ever made um uh after uh after one of rocks or flex's first first matches uh lawler had to do the same thing he called him over and, and it was it was true it was like the entire match no matter whether he was on offense or defense or or you know if he was in trouble or if he had control of the match rock just had this big grin on his face <laughs> he had not yet mastered the art of facial expression <laughs> All right, we're being joined by Scott Bowden. Lots to talk to you. Lots to talk to you about uh, right now, um, because the thing that inspired me to like we gotta have, we gotta have Scott Bowden on. Well, your name came in the conversation uh, first Uh-oh. of all when we <laughs> when we uh, you are a backup idea for Jimmy Hart because we needed somebody to talk to about Bobby Heenan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's actually a good way of putting that. You know, I was recently on uh, you know Brian Last. Uh, who puts out the world famous uh, 605 Super Podcast and produces Jim Cornette's podcast? Uh, asked if I would join Cornette to uh, to talk about Bobby Heenan for for an hour, and I just I said yeah if you if if you want me, uh, I said to me it's that's kind of like asking um, you know Boss Winters and Nathan Rabbit to discuss Jimmy Hart's legendary run in Memphis, uh, but uh, but yeah sure. Uh, but so that was pretty intimidating to hop on there and, and talk to now the world's greatest living manager, uh, Jim Cornette, about the all-time greatest wrestling manager who just passed away, Bobby the Brain Heenan. But uh, no, but we had a lot of fun though. 
So you put so Jim Cornette is now the the, the greatest living manager. I, that's an interesting conversation. I mean, he's up to he's he it's him and I think Jimmy so. Hart. I think it is probably yeah. Well, Lots of I, gyms. especially if you especially if you look at a guy who was responsible for drawing money. You know, I mean, Cornette was so instrumental in the Midnight Express's run um, in Mid South. You know, Jim, uh, Bill Watts had come to Memphis uh, seeking new talent. Um, and, you know, we got Bill Dundee to be his booker, uh, put uh, Eaton and um, Condry together, and, and, you know, and basically Jim Cornette got to do more than he had ever been allowed to do. You know, he was kind of Jimmy Hart's understudy, um, and he got to do a lot that evening, and it was, it was essentially a tryout. And so, um, you know, they went to Mid-South and immediately, you know, just caught so much heat and broke uh, attendance records within like three or four months. Uh, and that's even before the, they even got going with the rock and roll. You know, they had a hot food with Bill Watts and, uh, and Junkyard Dog. That, that, man, they made so much money. It was unbelievable. Now we're talking with Scott Bowden, former manager of Jerry the King Lawler. And, uh, yeah, so what, what are you – can you give us a, a, a abbreviated uh, edition of your conversation about, about Bobby the Brain Heenan? What were your, were your thoughts? Because it's not fair, I think, to put Bobby in the conversation of just being a manager because he's one of the greatest professional wrestling personalities, uh, stars of all time because of what he contributed mm-hmm. both in, in the commentary booth and as a manager uh, to go along with it. Well, one thing that's, that's also overlooked is how, is how fantastic a worker he was. Now, certainly it would be a different kind of match, but Nick Bockwinkle once said, uh, you know, uh, when they had the run with uh, Bockwinkle and Stevens as AWA World Tag Team Champions, uh, this is before Nick became uh, the, the World Heavyweight Champion and, and beat Fern Gagne, um, they were managed by Heenan. And Bockwinkle said, uh, you know, we always knew uh, given our physical style, you know, that, that Nick, that, you know, Nick was saying either myself or Stevens might be hurt. And we knew that if that happened, that Bobby could step in and we wouldn't miss a beat, which is a heck of a compliment because Stevens and Nick Buckwinkle are two of the greatest performers of all time. Now, certainly it would be, there would be a little bit more comedy to it. And, uh, you know, uh, Bobby would only probably tag in when, uh, when the heels had the advantage. Uh, but he, you know, he could take bumps. He, he it probably was one of the best bump taking manager of all time, and uh, could really hold his own as a worker, and would do with just about anything. I mean, he, you know, he, gosh, he just he he got color like crazy. I mean, like on on the Tommy Rich level of of all time bleeders. I mean, Bobby Heenan was just amazing. Uh, and then you know. We're not even talking, you know, we hadn't even got to his, his, his commentary work, was, which was just his timing was just impeccable. Um, he had all these great, uh, almost like Vegas stand-up uh, one-liners uh, that he, and, and the way he delivered them, you know, he had, he had a lisp, and they weren't always like polished, but that, all, it almost, but that added to the realism of it and made it sound like he was just thinking of it. You know what I mean? Like right. uh, it wasn't just him, him memorizing a bunch of joke books. <laughs> um, and 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 you know, and one thing that Cornette uh, absolutely stole from him, you know, and I, you know, and everybody steals from everybody. I stole mm-hmm. so much from from Jimmy Hart and Jim Cornette, and I think that's why that I sort of clicked more than some of the other managers who who came through. You know, I used to love that deal when Hart was at ringside, and his guy. I, I've never seen any other manager do this. Um, but when his guy would be in there in a squash match, beating up some job boy, 
uh, Hart would uh, be seated at ringside, and he would put his feet up on the apron, you know, and kick back. Mm-hmm. And I used to do that. And uh, I don't remember Dave Brown going, ah, like a Bowden <laughs> over there with his feet picked up like he's in his living room <laughs> in Germantown. <laughs> right, right, right. But, uh, yeah, from Germantown. Yeah, right. But Bobby's physical physical comedy was just off the charts. You know, uh, supposedly he didn't know the finish when Bachwinkle dropped the AWA world title to Otto Wands, who also recently passed away. Uh, this is a, a you know this guy uh, came over to the United States, paid Vergania, I think two hundred fifty thousand dollars to have a two month run with the belt, and uh, they didn't tell him about the finish, but. He quickly, if you, you know, there's videotape of it. Um, you know, he goes crazy at the end. You see him talking to the referee, like, what the hell is that? And the referee says, oh, it's a finish. And then Bobby goes into work mode. He goes into the ring to protest the referee handing, uh, the belt to Wands and trips over the ring ropes, you know, and it's just a great little comedy moment. And he was masterful at that. There were so many things that he could do. Um, probably the most versatile manager in the history of the sport. Right, absolutely, and it's it's he he will he will be uh, missed. Unfortunately, I mean he's had a rough time for the past uh, decade plus uh, since WCW folded uh, with his health. Yeah, but um, speaking of, speaking of, of uh, health concerns, the the news in the past twelve hours here in Memphis. Um, of what's going on with Lance Russell. I'm not sure uh, if this has reached California yet with your different time zone. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I just I just I just saw about an hour ago uh, that uh, and it's funny because I, I was well, funny, but I, it's interesting that uh, the timing of it, because I know Lance is recently in Memphis with uh, his son, uh, Shane. Um, and I'd reached out to Shane and we had exchanged uh, some correspondence. And, um, you know, he said that Lance was, was doing was doing great. Um, so I, I don't know exactly know the details, but uh, uh, but obviously my, my thoughts are with the, the Russell family. Uh, Lance is a is a national treasure, you know, as far as I'm concerned. Uh, now you, talk, you want to talk about legend? Uh, Lance Russell is a, a, an absolute legend. Hey, yeah, absolutely. So Lance, for those who do not know, uh, Lance uh, Lance Russell, his, his daughter uh, passed away uh, this week after battling cancer, and then uh, soon after uh, he fell. We don't really know much details besides that, but there, he had he had um, took a fall and needs everybody's thoughts uh, and prayers with him. Uh, Lance, who's been on the show multiple times, an, an icon. Uh, whether you, I mean, he uh, definitely a Memphis treasure, if anything else, uh, a, a beloved, a, a beloved part of uh, just the the history of professional wrestling, but also the city and television. So many people watching him each and every Saturday morning. Yeah. So our our thoughts are, are with Lance and his family. Hopefully, uh, I mean, he's he's ninety two now, right? I believe. Um, so uh, I believe I believe ninety one. Ninety one. Oh, but still, I mean, sounded. just just you know, he he looks you know, but he but he looks great, and he still you know gets around and 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 still loves to travel. And um, I just I, man, I just. Uh, you know, the, when Lou Fez, the legendary NWA world champion, uh, passed away, uh, Dave Meltzer from the Wrestling Observer called uh, some old-timers to, to get some quotes about Lou. And they asked Lance, 
what uh, his opinion of Lou was. And they and Lance said a few things about him as a performer and, and as a gentleman, really. And then he said, uh, you know, he, he had this aura about him that he was, uh, that nothing could hurt him. I, I thought he could never die. Um, and in my heart, that's the same way that I feel pretty much about Lance. You know, I, it, it's just hard to imagine a world without him because he, he's just been, you know, a part of my, chi- you know, he was a part of my childhood and he carried me through my first uh, interview. Uh, you know, I was a scared kid and, uh, and we just went with it and it, and it turned out great. And um, I just, I, I can't say enough good things about Lance Russell. All right, we're talking. We're, we're talking with Germantown's own Scott Bowden. Um, <laughs> you can follow him at <laughs> Trav Scott Bowden on on Twitter. Your Twitter handle changes every time we have you on. So no, you're at Trav <laughs> Scott Bowden on Twitter. Um, you were at No Mercy, the pay per view, No Mercy Daddy, on Sunday yeah. in Los Angeles, six row for that pay per view. Uh, was the main event better in person for you? Because on television, it no. kind of fell flat. <laughs> <laughs> worse you know and it was weird too because when we got there um this this buddy of mine is is a musician um uh, he's pretty well known in the uk and um uh he and finn balor are, are friends you know it wasn't lawler who hooked me up with, with six row tickets uh if, if i'd asked lawler for tickets i would have been in the nosebleed <laughs> but um but we were, you know, we were sitting pretty close, and and it was cool. And we and we we got in just as the uh, the Miz match was starting, and you know I haven't been following WWE too closely. I knew that they had been doing some kind of angle with or angle uh, angle with uh, uh, Kurt Angle having a having a son that he had recently found. Um, the crowd was so into that match. I've never seen the Miz get such a reaction, and they were all cheering for the Miz. And anytime. <laughs> <laughs> Angle's son went on the offense. Uh, they were just booing like crazy. Um, but it was a hot, you know, it was a hot crowd that I think peaked too early. And by the time they got to the main event, and it was like classic Vince McMahon senior era. You know, you got two big guys. It's kind of slow power moves. Um, and they just weren't into it, you know, especially after seeing that great tag match with uh, Cesaro and Losing and his Sheamus teeth, yeah. And, did his teeth hit yeah, you? Right. Did one of them fly? You were so close. You know, you could have got hit by his teeth. Well, you know, it was, it was funny because I ended up going backstage uh, and uh, through Balor. Uh, not, not through the king. Certainly not through, <laughs> not through the king. But when I got to when I was back there, I was back there in catering, and I, and I called Lawler, and uh, I said, I said, where are you? And he goes, what do you mean, where am I? I'm at Staples. where are you? I said, I'm in catering looking for you. He goes, what are you doing in catering? <laughs> I said, I just mentioned your name. He goes, what? I said, no. Nah. I said, come on. And he, so he, he came over there and, uh, and we talked for, for about, uh, 30 minutes or so. And, uh, and it was fun because one of the best parts about Saturday mornings in Memphis, especially if Lawler, uh, you know, was in town, sitting around the monitor and watching the action. Cause, you know, Lawler was like the class clown, uh, high school quarterback, class president. And we were, you know, we were all the, you know, the undergrads, you know, kind of circled around him, and he would have the front spot in front of the monitor, just making one-liners about everything that he was, on, you know, he was seeing on live TV because the talent that great at that point in Memphis was not too great. Uh, so there was plenty to, to make uh, to make cracks about, and it was sort of that same thing being backstage and kind of watching on the monitor. And he had told me that that because uh, I didn't realize it live that 
the spot where Cesaro's teeth got knocked out was on the slingshot. Right. Um, I thought it was from the super kick from from Rollins, which you know makes sense because Rollins has a history of hurting people. Um, <laughs> and uh, and Lala goes, "No, no, it was the, the slingshot." And I said, "You know what, Kurt Hennig? Now there's a guy who knew how to take that slingshot bump because <laughs> right. that's that's how Lawler beat uh, beat Kurt for the uh, AWA World Title, and that got kind of that got. Oh, and then Lawler stole my joke. I go. I, you know, he showed me a picture of Zorro's uh, teeth, a close-up of it, and I said, "I said, oh my gosh, that, that looks like some of uh, Isaac Yankum's, uh, yeah, Isaac Yankum DDS's uh, handiwork." Lawler's <laughs> evil dentist, who turned out to be Kane later on, and the, the, and, uh, the Lawler, mayor, the mayor of yeah. Knox County too. Don't forget, he's about to be the mayor yeah, of Knox oh, County. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and then, and then I see Lawler on his phone. I go, "What are you doing?" And he goes, "Hang on," and he's tweet, tweeted that, and I got like something like ten thousand likes. Oh, yeah, you just stole my joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh, geez. oh dude. That, that does sound uh, that sounds like a, that sounds like a uh it was a lot of fun at no mercy is there anything else you like seeing it live being there live there was there was a highlight uh for you uh gosh you know the, the tag match was good but uh, you know one thing that was interesting the atmosphere is so different compared to uh you know and I, again i'm gonna sound like this old guy but um it's just so different compared to the mid-south coliseum you know, where the heels really add heat. Um, the, you know, the fans are into to, to everything. And the action kind of slowly builds. You know, they like to have this deal where, uh, especially on a pay-per-view, where the action starts off pretty hot, right? But, you know, the, that gets the crowd immediately up. And then they, sometimes the pacing is, is off. And I felt like with this card, I felt like the pacing, uh, it, it, it was it's the same thing. Yeah. You know, so by the time they got to Lesnar... Uh, and Strowman, and it was just kind of this slow plotting match. You know, the, the people were, weren't into it, and it just it just came off really flat to me. Who are you um, cheering for, Roman Reigns or John Cena? Um, you know, <laughs> I, I, you know, and I, actually, I was, it's funny because I was back talking to Lawler when the, when that match was going on. So we were watching it on the monitor, and oh. We both agreed, you know, it was similar to the Rock situation when he first got to WWE, and they were trying to shove him down everybody's mm. throat as a, as a, you know, Jim Ross. Oh, he's a blue chipper. It's a blue chipper right there. Uh, and they immediately put the Intercontinental title on him, and the crowd just hated him. Yeah, and uh, you know it was like the same thing with uh, with rain, and it's been in but this is, like loop though. It's been in this same, same spot, like going no. over over for like two years. Yeah. I've been in the rock spot. Yeah. You know, it's been in the should have yeah. turned them a long time ago. Uh, all right, Scott, I, th- we- I think so. I think so too. Yeah, but but I was happy to see Rain get the win. I think yeah. he works hard, and he's he's gotten progressively better. And uh, I think he I think he can be the top guy. But he needs to turn heel first. The 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 problem with the that pay per view was a lot of hype. They hyped it like a big big WrestleMania event for this pay per view. It didn't seem to deliver, uh, mostly because of how it ended. Because you can't do a Braun Strowman match where he doesn't destroy something or do something where he is a tries to destroy something. Uh, because he and to lose with just one move from Brock Lesnar after he was almost murdered in the back of a ambulance uh, a few <laughs> months ago and still walked out of it. So like it, yeah. it just felt it fell yeah. flat. It was missing the element that people like in those. But we gotta we gotta well, let you go. But but before we do, we gotta wrap it all up and we'll have you back on okay. again soon. We can talk talk uh, about some more uh, stuff. But uh, I we do know you you have it's 
you're working on something special because you're about people be able to hear you a lot more than 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 what they're hearing right now. Yeah, uh, I'm actually working with Brian Last, who produces Jim Cornette's podcast, and uh, also and, until recently Austin Idol's podcast. But Idol has he typically does has uh, <laughs> abruptly left the territory, um, so there will be no more Austin Idol podcast. Uh, but I will be uh, filling in. Well, not filling in, but I'll be doing a Memphis wrestling uh, themed. Uh, podcast with Brian. We just taped our first episode, and the great thing about it is I've got 40 audio cassettes that I'm transferring into MP3s, and I, I, I believe I just sent you a file if you want to play it later, uh, but these are some of the earliest Lawler, Sam Bass interviews and Fargo stuff that haven't been heard in decades, um, and so we're going to have a lot of that on the podcast and hopefully have a lot of stars from the past to kind of put those interviews in context. And how, how will people know where to find this? Where are we going to find it? Uh, it, it'll be everywhere. It, it'll be on iTunes, wherever you find your favorite favorite podcast. Just look for Kentucky Fried Wrestling. Um, and again, we're we're part of the uh, Arcadian Vanguard Network. Um, so any, anywhere you find Jim Cornette's podcast, six oh five Super Podcast, you'll find mine. The intro has got to say live from Germantown, Tennessee, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, no, 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 no. It's uh, it's yellow again, everybody. Welcome to another big day of Kentucky Fried Wrestling. <laughs> All right, Scott. That's the only way to do it. <laughs> Scott, thanks for joining us. We'll, we will catch up with you soon. We'll be looking for that podcast, and we'll get it shared out there when it, when it hits. Perfect. Thank you. All right, that's Scott Bowden, former manager of Jerry the King Lawler. When we come back, Dustin Five Star is going to join us, and we're going to have uh, some live action of our own inside here in this studio as we get ready for Best Memphis Burger Fest. But before we go to break, i got to tell you about King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill located on Historic Bill Street. That's one. 59 Beale Street, King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill brings us the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour each and every Saturday. Uh, they show all the pay-per-views there. They have $3 Fireball every single day, and they've got cool Memphis stuff hanging from every direction, including all the Kings' old uh, robes and jackets. And they've got Memphis Wrestling, classic Memphis Wrestling, playing on the TV and WWE on the TV and WWE stuff as well. So if you're a Memphis Wrestling fan anywhere in the territory, you need to swing on by. And it is the perfect place. Grizzlies basketball starts next week. It's the perfect place to pre- and post-game for any and every event at FedEx Forum. That is King Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill on Beale Street. We'll be right back. You're listening to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour right here on Sports Entertainment 56 at 87.7 FM. Dave Woloshin, Peter Edmiston. Start your day with Wolo and Peter in the morning from 7 till 10 on Sports 56 at 87.7 FM. Are you one of the many necessary residents who suffer from everyday boredom? Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com. Or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wing prices, laughing out loud, high five the easy mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. CerritoTrivia.com. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and pop-pops. Bingo is not just for you anymore. 
Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's a modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every week at locations all over the Memphis area. For more info, visit CerritoBingo.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Now play Cerrito Bingo every Monday night at the Casual Pint Highland Row, every Friday night at the Memphis Made Tap Room, and every Sunday fun day at Laughlin Yard. Foodies and wine connoisseurs don't miss the second annual Memphis Food and Wine Festival, Saturday, October 14th at the Memphis Botanic Gardens. Over 34 local, national, and international chefs with amazing culinary creations. More than 150 wines and live Memphis music to round out the night. The 2017 Memphis Food and Wine Festival, October 14th, presented by FedEx and benefiting FedEx Family House. Tickets are on sale now through Ticketmaster. Visit memphisfoodwinefestival.org. Now, back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Welcome back to the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour. Uh, right now, we're being joined by Dustin Five Star himself. Dustin, what's up, my man? Hey, man, you are rocking and rolling in there. Handsome Jimbo Mercy Daddy and Scott <laughs> Bowden. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, we, we've, we've, had, we've had, a, we've had a, a great hour so far, and it's only going to get better uh, because guess who's joining us also in studio, uh, Dustin, right now? Oh, boy. I, I'm not there live. I'm sorry. Who, who's in studio? Your, your old wrestling rival, Teddy Gorman. Oh, come on. He has to win some in order to be a rival, doesn't he? Have, what's up, Teddy? I got something for you, Dustin. <laughs> have, have, I know you do. <laughs> have y'all wrestled each other before? Oh, yes. Who won? Yes, we have. Uh, the I lifeguards? We, <laughs> this was pre-lifeguards, uh, and uh, I think we split. Oh, okay. That's possible. Hey, I'll tell you a story, though, Kevin. One time, uh, mm-hmm. Teddy suplexed me to the floor, and I lost feeling in my lower extremities for a while, for about five seconds. Don't mess with Teddy. All right, I won't. Hey, I'm not planning on messing with Teddy. No suplex. But he, the he originator is, of Suplex City. Yeah, <laughs> T- Teddy, give us give us a, a quick uh, history of your. Because okay, so first off, you're in studio because you're you're with Best Memphis Burger Fest, and you are the the, the reigning and defending and defending. Yeah. Uh, slider eating competition champion. Is that what it is? That is correct. Long th- the universal is it the universal title or this the world title or it's the world title the universal <laughs> we, we're not recognizing that um, and you're here to defend the title you got an open challenge today yep and we'll see who accepts the open I'm, challenge Drew said he's he's ready to come back and compete whether he can win I don't know but we'll now, see Kevin yeah. I have known Teddy for about probably 15 years so when I very first started my wrestling career, Teddy was here working in the WWE developmental camp with Memphis championship wrestling, helping train the guys and also working. And he was trained by a guy that we're very familiar with here in in Memphis. One of the, uh, the fabulous ones, Steve Kern out in Tampa. Oh, really? Yeah, that is correct. Not just Steve Kern, but also uh, somebody you may be familiar with, uh, Jimmy Backlund or Jimmy Del Rey of the heavenly bodies, Smoky mountain wrestling, and then also wrestled in Memphis. Okay, very cool. So, yeah, so as I was setting up, you're here for the eating competition, but you do have some wrestling experience. So you were trained by the uh, a fabulous one. And how long How long were you a professional wrestler, and what was your wrestling name? Uh, Tyler Gates, three years. Tyler Gates. Sorry, so I'm going to start calling you Tyler Gates. So. Tyler Gates. 
Also, uh, is that uh, not? But that's not your eating. Hold on, Dustin. That's not his eating competition name. You don't use that name when you compete. I don't. We we tried to uh, name? put Tyler Gates to rest a long time ago. Oh, he was. Oh my God. He lost the casket match of the Undertaker. No, no, no. He Actually, did wrestle in the Mid South Coliseum. My though. final match was in the Mid South Coliseum against Coco Beware with Sensational Sherry in his corner. That is oh, man. pretty awesome. You can't. Like, you, you knew going into the match that was your last match? Uh, no, I dislocated my shoulder on the way to the ring when a fan high-fived me. <laughs> I had been, I had been uh, redlining it for a while, uh, really banged up, and I uh, wasn't going to miss the chance to wrestle Coco. So, uh, went so out you to wrestled the-, the whole match? Oh, yes. It was uh, quite the thrill to uh, be in the ring with Coco Beware with a dislocated shoulder. God, and I would have won had Sensational Sherry not hit me in the head with her shoe. That was that was the first time I ever met, met Sensational Sherry, and I and you know what? I think she hit on me. So that was your final <laughs> match. It was at the Mid South Coliseum, uh, and that was how much how longer after that did they shut down the Coliseum? That's pretty cool to to say you wrestled inside the Mid South Coliseum. Your last match against a WWE Hall of Famer is, is Sherry in the Hall of Fame? She sh- you think she if, would be. But. If she's not, she should be. And the, is that fan who, who high-fived you in the Hall of Fame? <laughs> oh, man. He's on my wall of shame. <laughs> I think that was one of the very last events, now that you say that. I think it was one of the very last events at Mid-South Coliseum. All right. Uh, so, so Teddy Gorman joining us in studio, a.k.a. you might remember him as Tyler Gates. <laughs> the, the guy who lost to Coco Beware at the Mid-South Coliseum. What year was that? Uh 2002, I believe. 2002. I'm trying to figure out how to use. I'm, I'm multitasking. I'm trying to figure out how to use Facebook Live on my phone. I thought I knew how to do it. Do you know how oh to work gosh. it? This is. Do you know how to do it? Come in, Drew's. Drew's coming in here. Hold on, because we got to make sure we get. We're about to get into this open challenge for the eating competition. Drew, we got to do it from the Cerrito Live page. So figure that out, Drew. Um, clutch in here is he wants to make sure we get on video who's going to win this competition. All right, but before we get into this, uh, then the competition is, is is setting up. The winner of the competition today, this open challenge, will become the champion, right? The title's on the line for this or no? Or is it just a qualifying uh, I thought this match? was a non-title match is to it, uh, like, get your can't. shot for Best Memphis Burger Fest next yeah. Saturday. <clears throat> so it's like really like professional wrestling these days where you have to beat the champion to then wrestle the champion again to... <laughs> That's my one of my biggest pet peeves. I hate it when you have to. What you've already got it set up that fast? Are well, we, Kenny, are we live Kenny right plans, now? Yeah. Kenny plans to make short work of Drewski today, I, and I think he will. No, okay. nothing against Drewski, but I saw what he did last year. He only finished three. Was it three crystals last year in a minute? In sixty seconds. I mean, I it still beat CJ, and CJ's like twice my size. <laughs> well, so you guys you walk around with a low bar around here. I swear. <laughs> how are you feeling about Teddy right now? Uh, I mean, he beat me in the real competition for the title belt, and and also I'm not almost that, doubled you up. Yeah, what, what oh, you wow. have thirteen? Thirteen. I did seven, so I'm not wow. too confident. Okay, so yeah, it's yeah. I don't I don't know about Drew, Drew's three and sixty seconds is not a very good a very good number. Okay, so Best Memphis Burger Fest is a week from today. Uh, Teddy, tell us what you know about about the Burger Festival. What people need to know about the Burger Festival. What annual is this? You guys have been this doing this the, for a while. Yeah, this is the sixth annual event. Um, we compete in Bloody Mary competition, veggie burger, classic cheeseburger, and then Best Memphis Burger, which is a specialty burger. Uh, we've got a kids zone, VIP area, uh, eating competitions. Obviously, this year we've added a couple of new things. We've got bobbing for burgers. What? What is that? Uh, so there will be 
a uh, kiddie pool filled with ketchup and uh, rubber oh, wow. burgers, and kids will be – or not kids, three adults representing different animal charities will be bobbing for burgers. That's perfect since it's Halloween time. Bobbing is a, is a big deal, right? Bobbing oh, for apples, bobbing for burgers. Now, we also added another event. So we know sometimes it's difficult for guys to talk their girlfriends or significant others into coming down to a burger festival. So we've added uh, bar bubbles and burgers. So what it is is it's a pure bar class, which is a, the big rage right now in female fitness. Uh, and then after the class that starts at 10 o'clock, they'll get two glasses of champagne and then entry into mm-hmm. Uh, Best Memphis Burger Fest, where they can sample burgers from all the teams that are competing. Okay, so yeah, you guys got things got things covered for this year. So it's it's and how much is a ticket? It's ten bucks you get in, and it's for a good cause too, right? Yes, Memphis Paws, which is basically a clearinghouse for uh, Memphis area animal charities. So when they have a need, Memphis Paws then uh, sends money their way for specific uh, issues that they may have. All right, so we're about to get to the op- we're about to get to the open challenge. Uh, the winner will. So this is just like I, th- Dustin. You like it when you're watching wrestling, and it's like, oh, Bailey beat uh, Alexa Bliss. That means she gets a title match against her next week. They're actually they did that storyline like, that, well, they do it every week. So I guess I don't really need to reference it. But it seems well, like every week in wrestling, it's the you, if they beat the champion, oh my yeah. goodness, now they get a title shot against the champion. Well, the title should have been on the line the first time. There for a while, when you saw a non-title match like that, you automatically just knew that the challenger was going to win so they can come back and, and do the title match. But today's going to be different, Kevin. Today's going to be a lot different because uh, Teddy, I think Teddy's going to take care of business. He's on the burger squad. If you don't know about the burger squad... Wait, who are you cheering for? I'm, I've got to cheer for my boy Teddy, man. We're on the burger squad together. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right, well, we're getting to the competition here in a minute. Always fun to have. I mean, the crystals, What it, would we say during during the break, it smells like 3 a.m. in here? Yeah, that's <laughs> exactly what it, right. That oh, my what, God. Um, the, the, how many crystals have we brought in here? How many crystals we got to? Uh, well, there were 36, but 32. there are now 32 because I ate four while I was waiting. What? Oh, my gosh. That is that is confidence personified. He is so right. confident that he ate crystals while he was waiting on his burger contest. I'll just while tell he's you, waiting for his title match. Here. I'll just tell you, <laughs> fat is an attitude, and I've got it. <laughs> All right, Dustin. Before we get in this competition, I got to ask you about No Mercy. We talked about it real, uh, real quick with uh, Scott Bowden, who was there sixth row, not because of the king, but because of Finn Balor. He got right. his tickets. That's funny. And. Uh, uh, he he was not happy with the main event live in person. I was very disappointed in in in, in the pay per view with the hype that they had going into it, mostly in the main event. But you're out there tweeting and telling people if you, you just don't like the pay per view because your guys didn't win, and I think that was a subtweet at me because I remember we were texting back and forth on Sunday, and I and I was asking you who you and Brady were going for, and you guys said Roman Reigns and Brock, and I said, well, I'm the opposite. <laughs> And right, we came out looking like a rose on that one. Well, your two and, guys won, but I'm not. I did not like it because my guys didn't win. I don't like it because it just wasn't booked well. That Brock match was awful. Okay, well, when Brock beat the streak at WrestleMania 30, that match was awful. I don't know what I was you guys there. were expecting. Yeah. Were you expecting a five star match between Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman? Why did or you, were you g- looking for a spectacle to see? What are they going to do? It wasn't and a spectacle knew- either, though. Well, if the match, if you weren't happy with the match, that's that's one thing. But you, I think most people are upset that Strowman didn't take the title. 
And I think you're one of those guys because you're like, oh, Brock's a part-timer, but Brock is still the guy. He wasn't even on Raw. He wasn't even on Raw this week. And he's not going to be at the next pay-per-view from what I understand. You go way too far back to reference that Undertaker match. You just go back one month later. What were we expecting? What we saw at SummerSlam with Braun just going crazy and flipping tables because the total destruction of Braun Strowman is why he is so over, and it's what you expect in every big Braun Strowman match. And there was no total destruction. Like, even... Even if he ended up losing, but, he needed to try something crazy that Raw. you may have never seen before. I know, but we got that total destruction on Raw the next night to keep him to make powerful, up. to keep him strong, to make up for it because they were not ready to change the That doesn't make that Brock. match the night before a good match. Well, whether you like the match or not, it, it did everything that it was going to do. I don't know what you expected. Ted, you watch a lot of wrestling, man, and we, we text each other about it a lot. Right. Did you ever expect any sort of five-star match or... Did you think it was going to be a good match, Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman? Because uh, I didn't. No, it, you're, you're, we're not defining it as an AJ Styles match. It's being defined okay. by a great super heavyweight match with Braun Strowman, who in every match he does, does something that is so spectacular to watch. You didn't see it. Yeah, Kevin's talking about how it's booked, not necessarily you know how it actually came out. And I think it was way too early for it anyway. So and I he think loses. The whole thing was... By one F five, one F five takes him down. This guy who got almost murdered in an ambulance and walked away got taken down by one move from Brock Lesnar. I hate it. I hate it. It was terrible. The beast is greater and All right, stronger. We've got to get. We've got to get to the. the we've got to get to our eating competition. So best Memphis Burger Fest. Before we get into this, Teddy, and before you get your mouth full, yeah. I'll give the the final details and plugs for best Memphis Burger Fest uh, next week. Dustin and I will will be emceeing. Uh, Yes. Uh, the eating competition, which will be happening next Saturday. But Starring Micey is there, right? I just saw this the other day. My favorite local band. I can't wait. Yeah, so uh, I know that a lot of people are excited about Memfo Fest. Uh, and if they really want to get their fill of Star and Micey, they can go Friday night and see them. And then on Saturday, come down to Tiger Lane, uh, have a blast eating burgers, watching uh, eating competitions, uh, drinking champagne, doing uh Pure bar, having all kinds of fun, and it's all for a good cause. There will be uh, uh, pets for adoption down there. It'll be a great time. Burfest, it's, it's all—it's always fun. Lots going on. I mean, it's Star and Micey. You cannot uh, beat that. Dustin, do you have anything you need to plug real quick? Because we're about to get an eating competition. Actually, hey, speaking of Best Memphis Burger Fest, if, uh, if, if you don't get your fill today with the Open Challenge, you can catch us with CW30 Stars and the Burger Squad going to be on Local Memphis Live on Thursday at 9 a.m. All right, so, so tune into that. Facebook.com slash Cerrito Live. We are going live right now uh, on Facebook Live for this eating competition. So, Kevin, I got a question for you as we get going with this. I hear you guys talking about wrestling all the time. And we're talking about pay-per-views. Do you have a favorite pay-per-view? People ask me all the time what my favorite match is, and I think that's difficult. But do you have a favorite pay-per-view of all time? Uh, favorite pay-per-view of all time? Oh, I'm gonna have boy. To, let's, yeah, let's – do you have one, Dustin? It's really – that's a tough question. It would probably be the, the the WrestleMania that me and my family went to just because of that. Because there's so many good ones, man. It'd be hard to pick. Oh, for me, it's easy. WrestleMania 20, Triple oh, okay. H versus uh, – Versus Shawn Michaels and Chris Benoit with Benoit winning the title. Oh, man. Uh, Kurt Angle wrestles Eddie Guerrero, and Eddie unties his boot so that when he gets put yes. in the ankle lock, he does the roll-up. And uh, Goldberg versus uh, 
uh, versus Brock Lesnar with Stone Cold as the special guest referee. That was an absolute disaster and made me my day. That was a disaster. Oh, All man. right, we, Dustin, we've got to keep moving. If I have the Let's same it. one, it's it's at the Bass Pro Pyramid. It's the same Valentine's Day massacre because I was there. <laughs> it was a great pay per view. All right, so in studio, this I got to set the stage real fast, Dustin. Uh, Teddy is here. He is wearing uh, a UCF shirt. Memphis's Memphis's football opponent today. Uh, he is a total heel in this. You're cheering for the guy wearing a Central Florida shirt on the day that Memphis football play. You're switching? I switch. I'm switching just because of that. <laughs> and, uh, okay, and also, Teddy, you brought in an opponent who, who is accepting the open challenge. Who well, is this? Well, it was a little bit of a swerve because what I did was I brought in my former eating partner in a team called Buns of Steel, Jim Lord, and then he decided as we're walking in to challenge me. So you're, ah! you're, he was here for support, and now he's a challenger. And, of course, uh, Drew here today. Uh, Drew, the winner of last year's competition, I'm being told, is you're you're passing your spot on. You have you have somebody else who's going to take your spot. Yeah, I'm passing my spot on. I knew I couldn't win, so I went out and recruited and got the guy that I think can get the job done. And I didn't have to go too far. You all know him. I know him as a close personal friend and fraternity brother. Please welcome. Walker Lowry, a.k.a. the Vanilla Gorilla. The yes! Vanilla Gorilla is here. Yes! Come on in, Vanilla Gorilla. He will be challenging. Kevin, What's going this on? Is... how do you not tell me about this? Vanilla Gorilla is here. Teddy, you're going to have to take off your headphones and get ready because we are ready to start this competition. Oh, i got to step down you... to the Burger Squad tank. Can you beat the <laughs> Vanilla Gorilla? Vanilla Gorilla, we've got to start this competition here in just a second. Do you what have any you words wearing? for the... Vanilla Gorilla, how often do you eat crystals? Uh, Come over here. Get on the microphone real quick. You eat crystals a lot, or is it all cook? <laughs> is it all cookout now that they built that one by the University of Memphis, and you can get a uh, cookout's pretty good. All right, all right. So whoever can eat the most crystals in sixty seconds will be the winner. We have Teddy. Look, he took Teddy has taken off his UCF shirt. He's got a Burger Squad tank top. Uh, he's pulling a total Dustin Star here. All right, I'm back with Teddy. I'm back with Teddy right. on it now. All right, the 60 seconds on the clock. We're going to start here in about 20 seconds here on my clock up here. Whoever can eat the most crystals in 60 seconds, if if Vanilla Gorilla can win, he'll be uh, officially qualified for Sunday's Burger Festival, or next Saturday, one week from today is the Burger Fest. I'm trying to Facebook Live and uh, call the play-by-play at the same time. All right, we're starting in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, eat! All right, the burger competition's underway, Dustin. Hey, so, Kevin, what is Vanilla Gorilla wearing? Is he shirtless like usual? He is not. Actually, he is wearing a shirt, and he is downing the crystals. Um, and we should, probably should have somebody in here to really figure out what's happening with these boxes on everybody's box. Drop your boxes in front by your feet when you. Uh, so we know uh, who's got – is Teddy three burgers in already? I are think they, he's three they, burgers in. His, are they dipping in water? Because I hate when they dip there, in There's water. a lot of water dipping sure. happening. Teddy's dipping in water. His friend's dipping in water. And and vanilla gorilla is eating like a true gorilla would eat. He's just why are you dipping a crystal in water? Like I know you want to win, but come on, uh, crystal eating competition underway. Vanilla gorilla is close right now. Teddy looks how do like. We look, how do we look on time? Well, we got. Uh, we're in. Ooh, we've only got about ten more seconds actually uh, to for this competition. Four. Shove it in your mouth is what Drew's saying. He's cheering on uh, vanilla gorilla. Time is up. Time is up. Their mouths are full of crystals. All right, we've I see f- five for his uh, tag our, our tag team partner that came in his former nice. friend Vanilla Gorilla ate three. Mm. I did, and Teddy also has five. Drew saying he did that as well. So 
It looks like we don't have anybody qualifying. I think is Teddy the Teddy the winner. You have five. You have five. So it's going to be a tie. But y'all got to finish what you got in your mouth here. Holy mackerel! It's going to be crazy at Burger Fest. Vanilla Gorilla could not pull it off. He's just eating them slowly. They're so delicious. Saw this dieting. <laughs> his, his diet has not paid off. But there we go. We. It looks like Teddy's going to be tough to take down. But you can still sign up for that and come compete Teddy. on Sunday. Dustin, we Life got the gun. Saturday. Oh, sorry. I can't keep saying it. used to be on Sunday. It's on Saturday. It's Saturday next week. Next Saturday, one week from today. And we're off. We don't have a show, so no Andrew Goldstein. We tried to get him on uh, a week early, but it's a Jewish holiday. So we're going to recap Hell in the Cell with him instead of preview it. But we're off next week. We'll be at Burger Fest, so come find us and come watch us. But for Drew and, and Vanilla Gorilla and, and Dustin oh, yeah. and everybody else, I'm Kevin Cerrito saying so long from high atop Mount Moriah. <laughs>